everyone. It's April here again this week. Um, we're Tony and I are here to, you know, talk a bit about our pets, answer some personal questions, and then have Veronica answer some questions. And today, it's for the first time in a while, I got a question asked to me. And it says, April, is there anything you need to do to remain a clear channel, such as a specific diet or exercise? Well, I would say no, not really. I don't eat a particular diet, although um, if I know I'm going to be doing a day of channeling, I don't eat a big meal or too much food beforehand because Veronica complains that my digestive system is very loud and she can't hear herself think in when she's in my body. So I always try, if I'm going to eat something, something light, you know, early in the morning, and then when I do my channeling during the day, I may have a piece of toast or something, but I can't sit down and have, like, meat, potatoes kind of meal because it, when you start digesting, I guess it is pretty loud. <laughs> so I just don't do it. Um, I also make sure I have a nice hot tea around because when I'm t- working with Veronica and she uses my voice all day, her resonance with my vocal cords is um, a little deeper. So it taxes the vocal cords a little bit during the day while I'm letting her come through. So I always now make sure I have a cup of nice hot tea to have her sip while she's doing that so that the throat doesn't become dried out and irritated. But I don't do any exercises. I don't eat anything specific. Um, What I just told you is what I do. Now, I do separate from all the nonsense every day. Um, I begin my day with a, a sort of a disconnect from the linear so that I'm able to bring Veronica in without any impediments. You know, she calls them like little boulders in the past. So I have learned not to engage. Like, I don't read the news in the morning. I don't turn the TV on in the morning anymore. I specifically stay away from, you know, dense linear stuff so that Veronica has an easier time of it. Now, she's come through when I have had dense days. And she doesn't complain, but I know it's a bit more taxing because it's a bit more taxing for me. So, yeah, that's what I do every day and nothing else special. Um, as you recall, you know, you all know if you've been listening for a long time that this was sort of thrust upon me. I didn't seek it. It came at me. So they've made all the adjustments that need to be made. And this is as easy as me sitting down in a chair and sitting back and shutting my eyes. Um there's no problem with it other than I got a few complaints about the food digestion <laughs> and I do get a very dry throat. So what I do is I just drink, you know, in between sessions, I go to the microwave and heat up my tea and come back and sit down for the next session. And sometimes I go all day long. So it's a lot of tea, which means I also have to run to the bathroom and all that. And one thing that can knock me out is having to go to the bathroom. That can knock me out of trance. If I really get a full bladder, it's going to be a problem. So I always make sure that I'm my bladder is not full and I drink the hot tea so that my throat doesn't get too dry because, as you know, Veronica can talk, you know, she likes to talk. So sometimes my voice does get a bit raspy because it gets dry. But other than that, that's all I do. I don't do anything else. Um, I, I spend my meditative time. I connect with spirit as much as I can and I shut out a lot of the nonsense of the linear, whatever I get the chance. So 
I also have all of these adorable animals with me. And since Guinness is not physical at the moment, um, I'm getting a chance to participate with my three little munchkins, I'll call them. It's Biddy, Nellie, and Marple. Now, Biddy and Nellie, they can entertain each other because they are bonded. I, ha- I couldn't just adopt Biddy. I had to adopt Nellie, too, which was fine. And they hang out during the day. And then I have Miss Marple, who I don't know what her story is, but she was very reserved, very held back. She has these legs, like I've said before, she's got legs that are double the size that they should be. So she has a really a lot of mobility problems. It's hard for her to walk. She's the one that broke her leg, <laughs> standing there practically in my office. So she's got some issues, some handicap issues in that regard. But what I've been doing, the last four months, I was making sure I was sleeping with Guinness every month, every night, making sure I was right there when, you know, anything happened, I was right there. Now, he was a cranky 19-year-old guy. So, and the little girls that I have are all bouncy, 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 and they irritated him. So I couldn't really let them all run free in one room to sleep with me at night because I couldn't trust Guinness not to, you know, not to get irritated with them and maybe hurt them. He was three times their size, he was. So now that he is not here in physical, I've been telling them to come to bed with me every night. And they are happy. They're so excited. Um, when it comes time to go to bed, and I, all I have to say is, we're going to bed now. The little legs are so fast, running into the bed. They jump in. They're just so happy. So I'm making sure I take advantage of this time to spend one-on-one time with them. Uh, I take them when they go to get their um, little nails trimmed and stuff. I'll take them one at a time so that I can spend that extra time. I take them to get a pup cup at Starbucks after if they've been good at the groomer. And I'm finding that they're blossoming a little bit. They're a little more interactive, and they're suddenly realizing that they can be center stage, and they're liking it. So as anxious as I am for Guinness to turn around and come back into this reality, I'm also appreciating the time where I can completely focus on my three little munchkins so that they feel the love. Now, they were very gracious because they knew Guinness was sick. They could tell. And they were very gracious about the time I spent with him. But now I'm kind of making it up to them because Guinness was a lot, a lot of time and a lot of effort, a lot of focus. Um, so I still have, you know, there's plenty of time to be with them, and I'm really enjoying the time. So he's on his way back. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the deal is. But I can tell you I've got feelers <laughs> in every state in the union practically, and I'm just awaiting. I'm waiting to see what he does. I miss him terribly. It's an ache in my heart that can't be healed until I look in his eyes again. But I am using the time to be good to my girls. So, anyways, uh, Tony, how are your kids over there? Well, the kids are doing great. Everybody is, you know, knock on wood, we're good. Um, It was like 75 degrees today, which, you know, we love winter over here, and which meant we had to put a T-shirt on instead of a winter coat, which 
I wasn't happy about. But other than that, everything was great. <laughs> How's well, things there? Yeah. I'm glad. Well, you've been running on this journey with uh, Guinness with me all the way. No, I have. <laughs> I know. I'm checking over here. Yeah, but, and you know what? My hands are still tingling. He went into my Good. arms and hands when he crossed. His his energies in me. I can feel it every day. Good. Every day I feel it. So I don't, I mean, I'm not pleased about the current situation, but I am um, appreciating the time and also understanding that sometimes it takes a little time, a little effort to get things mm-hmm. organized. And so I'm just leaving no stone unturned. You taught me well. Doing agent work for you years ago taught me leave no stone unturned when looking no for talent. Stone unturned. <laughs> Try to put what sure. I feel like I'm doing now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So okay. Okay, Veronica, and let's see uh, what she has to say today. All right. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the show today. And uh, we've got some great questions. And, you know, I always encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Don't be shy. Let us hear. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Chris. How are colors experienced in spirit? And how does color help us evolve both linear and spirit? Well, you know, light, color is created by light, different frequencies of light and different frequencies, different frequencies that combine to make different colors. Each one represents a different frequency. There are many health therapies in their culture where people use color because they are focusing on, say, on maybe red or maybe blue or maybe green, and they focus on a particular color for whatever is ailing them and makes it so that they are able to perhaps connect to that frequency and help heal themselves. Now, the color thing is very different in linear as it is in the eternal. In the eternal, it's a bit more spread out. There is color, but the frequencies are a bit more spread out and we would say not as dense, not as not as vivid as they would be if they were doing the same thing in the linear. So each frequency, it has a certain shade. And as that frequency of light moves through a physical body in the linear, it can be helpful. It's also helpful in the eternal, but in a way different way. So, and we could talk for hours on this subject. But that's what's going on with color. Experience it here, but not as vivid, not as dense, so therefore not as vivid. But the frequencies are here, but sometimes because the linear, where eternal is not so solid, the colors don't express themselves quite as densely. So, yes, color is helping to evolve because it's a frequency. Now, you're perceiving it with your eyes, but... It is a frequency. And frequencies, because you are a frequency, can be helpful when someone is trying to evolve or trying to heal or just trying to get through the day. 
All right, our next question is coming from Kay. How do I know if I have made contact with my spirit guides and that occasion with them is real? We realize how difficult it is in the linear when you're expecting a solid representation. It's kind of like the verification of what you're doing as you see it in the linear. When you're trying to connect to spirit guides, sometimes you just have to take the leap of faith. Because you have to remember they're an energy coming into a very dense reality to speak to you and to connect with you. You have a little bit better time of it because you're in the solid pushing into a more fluid eternal. It can happen. Now we say pay attention when you are trying to connect to your guys for every little nuance because they're trying to come into it. And sometimes they can only get in a little bit because of the denseness of the reality that you're in. So you have to be a little bit diligent and you have to have faith that you are connected. Nine times out of ten, you're not making it up. Maybe once in a while there might be someone who is doing that, but it's one out of ten, not nine out of ten. You are all blessed with guides. You're all blessed with spirit who's interested in you. So they're going to try to connect with you as best they can every single time, and you have to believe that. It's just like if you're in a religion, they say, have faith. Well, we'll say, have faith that you are an astute energy who is reaching through a dense reality trying to connect to these energies. And these energies are coming to come to try to connect with you. Have faith in your abilities to do so. Have faith that they are connecting with you. Don't immediately dismiss what you hear from spirit. Take time with it. Think about it. Move through it. Because sometimes it's highly complicated. And if you just dismiss it like, well, I don't understand what those words are, I think you should take some time of contemplation and really hear what those words say. And then maybe move into it energetically and feel what those words had to say. It could change everything for all of you. So give it a go. See what happens. Okay, our next question is coming from Victoria. If the reincarnational process is real, how can a medium call on those who have passed over if they all if they already may have been reincarnated? Well, my dear Victoria, you're looking at this from a very linear perspective. Um, in the linear Energy has to be a certain place and a certain connection to connect. Um, in the eternal, multi-focus is available, which means you could be focused and having a conversation eye-to-eye with someone, but still be able to move your energy out, sort of like splitting the energy up a bit. You're able to spread yourself thinner. And you could be starting to reincarnate or already reincarnated in another life, but there is a part of you that remains in the eternal. And that part of you has all the memories, all the facts, and can respond when someone is trying to connect with you, such as a medium. So we would say attempt not to think about 
this is a linear event. This is an eternal event, and you may have more success, and you may feel like that it's, you know, a beautiful thing. See what happens. All right. Our next question is coming from Bill. Is there any difference in the spirit world whether a body is buried or whether it is cremated? Well, you have to remember that when you get back to the eternal, you will fondly remember the physical incarnation you had. You will fondly remember certain attributes about the costume that you were wearing during that reincarnational moment. Once you're on the other side, you realize that's a costume. It doesn't matter if it's buried or it doesn't matter if it's um, cremated because you're not going to use it again, but your vivid memory of it when you're in the eternal will help it once in a while. It doesn't matter. However, in your culture, it can matter because certain religious groups have made different ideas about that moment. And there may be a religious group who think, oh, you can't cremate because if you're going to rise again, you won't have your body. If you rise again, you'll probably create a better body. <laughs> Not the one that you had that maybe took you out of the reality because it was diseased or damaged. So all of you have to re- realize that the body is a costume. Your essence, your energy, your frequency is using it to participate in a dense reality for growth, sometimes for plain enjoyment, and sometimes just out of curiosity. So don't look at this as like the body is going to come back suddenly and be available to you should you bury it. There is decay. The linear is a decaying moment. But energetic level, cremation, Bearing doesn't matter. And you will feel the same when you get on the other side. Right now, you're all very attached to your biological forms. And you're like, oh, I want this to stay forever. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. But you have to remember you've had many bodies, many forms, and many experiences. And this is just one of them out of thousands. So think about it and come to a conclusion for yourself. But spirit doesn't have an opinion upon this, really. They just say, well, you know, it, it was used, it was wonderful, it was great, and but now I no longer need it. And that's how it works in the eternal. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. Why? Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. Um, interesting questions, and I encourage you again to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and we'll don't be shy, and we'll try to get your question on the air. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Today feels like a good day for hopeful moments. Today feels like a good day to be creating positively in your solar plexus of how you want to participate going forward in this linear life. Today's a good day to do that. Decide that you're going to be hopeful. Every day there are disappointments. Every day there are things that blow up in your face. Every day you know, you slip and fold down and you skin your knees on an energetic level. It happens. 
you can't let mishaps that occur destroy your hope in the life that you're having. You have to decide to say, okay, mishap. I made a choice and it led to this. It will help you streamline your choices to think about it this way. So as you're moving through your day, just decide that you're going to be hopeful and not let a negative thing that, you know, sort of punched you in the nose to derail you from who you are and why you're here. It's important every day, no matter what happens, you remain hopeful that things can get better, that they will get better. And even if you have to sucker punch three times in a row, remain hopeful that things can be better. Without hope, you don't have the fuel to get where you want to go in linear reality. It is something that all of you need. Now, within hope, there's also forgiveness. So if some mishap happens and somebody trespasses against you, forgive. Don't forget, but forgive. And that allows your energy then to move forward in a more hopeful fashion and not get caught up in a negative participation that's only going to create more mishap. So every day, strive to be hopeful. People are going to disappoint you. Events are going to disappoint you. The energy on the planet sometimes is just going to disappoint you. But wanting to rise above it, see it for what it is, and decide to remain hopeful. It's really the best option every one of you has. So don't lose hope. Attempt to clean it up, dust it off, and so it gets, you know, falls down. But make sure you do it. Because hopeful is the only way you can really get through this thick, dense reality with any success. Hope is what you need. So create it. Thank you, Veronica. Great message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, have a good weekend. Bye-bye.